Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Tuesday, August the 21st, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, I, I know our listeners who pay close attention know that uh, yesterday and the weekend wasn't exactly the best weekend for me, but I can very happily report that uh, things are improving. I, and I've, I'm actually able to get back into the happy space again that I was having a little trouble with. So, you know, that that's my win for the day. And I have to shout out to Patty Framer, who gave me uh, some attention after the show yesterday. And, and it, it was very helpful. So thank you, Patty. So I'm doing well. I, I don't even dare ask the question because I always know what the answer is. But Wendy, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Oh my gosh, can life get any better? (laughs) (laughs) It's so awesome. So as we all know, Project X is definitely moving in a new direction. Uh, Project X is my career for those who haven't been following. Project X Um, has entered a a beginning of a new era. I mean, this is like a brand new place for you. Yes. So Friday was my last day at my job. Um, It felt very odd (laughs) to be, I mean, I literally deleted everything on my hard drive and deleted all my emails. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. That was a very bizarre feeling, yeah. but it was really cathartic. It was, it, I mean, I didn't have to. It's not like the company required that. Mm. But for me, it was saying, I no longer need this information. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on to something different. Sure. And then, of course, packing it up and putting, you know, taping it up in a box. And then I drove over to FedEx and I sent it away. It's like, it's gone. Yeah, the phrase wiping the slate clean comes to mind. Yeah, because for me, having, you know, I didn't work in an office with other employees. I worked from my home office, Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. laptop was the single uh, connection to everybody I worked with. And without that, it's like disconnected, (laughs) Um, except I did find uh, a little way around it. We have an online uh, app for to get Outlook emails, mm-hmm. and that was on yesterday, and I was like just looking at what people were sending, and I was kind of getting a feel for what was going on without me, <laughs> and um, by this morning, I was just saying, I can't wait for that to go away, because I don't want to be speaking <laughs> the old job, and by today, my password no longer worked. So ah. like, yes. <laughs> IT finally did but, the job. Okay, that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Friday, um, the first thing I did when... I came home from FedEx was I got into my office and I redid all my equipment because it was set up for my other system, you know, and Mm -hmm. now it was time to set it all up for just my computer system. And um, even at one point I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't think I have the right cable to hook up my second monitor. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm online and I'm looking for adapters and I'm like, I always find what I need. It's all good, but nothing was in stock in places I could like go head out in the car and go buy it. Mm. And um, so I took one more look through all of my own personal cables and I went, huh, plugged it in. It worked. I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea. I actually had everything I needed. How's that for a great metaphor? Very good. I I like it. Everything I needed, even though I didn't know it at the time. (laughs) Yep. So my computer system was mostly set up. Um, and then I just kind of left it alone. And Saturday I had other busy, you know, personal things to do. And then Sunday I was pretty exhausted. And I'm like, wow, I've done a lot and emotionally and mentally and I need to recharge. So I let myself just kind of veg. But, you know, well, I never just veg to veg. When <laughs> I veg. That's probably I, true. I, watch I mean, something. You're, yeah. you're such I a doer. Things. I wouldn't be surprised if, if you were like, you know, doing, <laughs> you know, every moment of every day you're doing something, right? I know. So I felt um, uh, led to watching some marketing, some videos on marketing. And, it, you know, of course, that was giving me new ideas and plugging me back into the digital world and um, learn some really cool stuff. And um, it felt really good. And I was asking, you know, Okay. And when I say ask, I'm always asking my inner being. I'm like, okay, is it really okay that I'm like taking today off and, you know, not doing anything highly productive? And I was just getting like, hey, it's all good. Chill. I'm like, okay. Nice. So uh, Sunday night, I was sitting downstairs um, in front of the TV and I had my laptop up 
And I just kind of felt this impulse to go look at LinkedIn. Okay. And so I did. I, I like, you know, removed my reference to my old company, you know, and it looked really cool because now it just shows me as, you know, my law of attraction, life coaching and the podcast. That's mm -hmm. my title. And I'm like, ooh, I love that. <laughs> and while I was there, I went, you know, I wonder how many other law of attraction coaches there are. So I did a search. And within my connections, over 2,000 showed up. Wow. And so I just went, oh, let's just start at the beginning and just see what's up. So I look at the first one, and there's the connect button. And, you know, I read this. They, I'm not clicking into her profile, but there's just kind of a, a what do you call it, like an overview. Mm -hmm. And it has some titles in there. And I yeah. was like, oh, she's a law of attraction coach. So I just kind of type out something like, hello, I'm also a law of attraction coach. And I would, I think it's a great idea if we w were to connect because you never know when we might be in a position to provide value to one another, Wendy. And I reread it and I went, well, that seems pretty unassuming. I'm not asking for anything. Let's see if she'll connect. Mm -hmm. So I sent that off and then I went through the next and I did the same and I went through the next and I did the same. By the time I was done... <laughs> Mm -hmm. I had probably sent out over 800 connections. <laughs> you were a little busy. I was, but here's what's funny. While I'm sitting there, my phone goes off. Uh -huh. And I look and I'm like, oh, someone responded to LinkedIn. Cool. They connected with me. And I keep, I'm continuing to do my thing during my 800 process. Phone goes off. And then the phone goes off. And the phone goes off. And it's ringing to such an extent I'm I'm just laughing like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. People are responding really quickly on a Sunday late night. So when I went to bed, I turned off my phone because I went, this is going to be ringing all night. I just have a feeling. Oh, <laughs> so my first uh, Sunday night before I start my first official new day, I stayed up to like two in the morning. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be easy to wake up early. Mm. But I went, oh, well. You know, I can do whatever I want. True. So I slept in until about nine. And then I woke up and I go to my computer. And let's just say, I'll fast forward to now. I have had over 350 people connect with me on LinkedIn. Nice. Very nice. And I'm like, oh, and these are all law of attraction coaches. And I, I don't put it this way. I have something in the back of my head that I feel like I've been given a little bit of guidance as to how and why I want to connect with coaches mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. an offering on down the road. Okay. But it's really cool because I've already made connection to a lot of people at this point. Yeah. And to every person that, you know, sent me a response, you know, I responded back and thanked them for their connection. And some asked me questions, some didn't, you know, some said, wow, you know, of course I know how we connected through love attraction, you know, <laughs> But it gave me a sense of I wasn't alone. Mm. I was spending my time in a way I'm already building my team without knowing I'm building my team. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened Sunday night. And then, you know, yesterday for day one, um, I didn't end up writing like I thought I was going to. Instead, I onboarded myself. So what that means is when I was in my job job, Whenever we had a new hire, I took them through an onboarding process, which is all the things you need to know when you're at a new company. You need to get your access to different applications. You need to know where to find things on the internet. Um, you need to know, like, here's the policy for, you know, our team about when you go on vacation. And it's a pretty long, extensive process. And I realized that's what I did yesterday. I took myself through my own onboarding. I cleaned up my office. I got my equipment set up. Um, I set up some new folders. I threw away a whole bunch of stuff from my old job that I don't need anymore, making space for the new thing. And I started working on some new applications and, and getting access and synchronization and setting up my calendaring system. And, you know, probably by about seven or eight o'clock last night, I was feeling kind of fatigued. And I, but I found myself wanting to push through and when I realized I was pushing through, I said, Wendy, you don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. There's nobody requiring anything of you. 
So I checked in with my inner being and I said, can I knock off for the day? And it was absolutely. <laughs> I went, cool. So right before the show, Walt, you asked me, um, gosh, how did, I don't remember how you said it, but I said something about how I love working for my new boss. Mm -hmm. And I said, actually, my new boss, it's more like a partnership between me and my inner being. And then right. do you remember what you said after that? No, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's something like, you know, who has greater seniority? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was making a funny. And, yeah. And <laughs> Who's I said the senior my inner partner? being. <laughs> yeah. He, the senior partner is my inner being because right. I plan on running this entire new adventure um, with my inner being guiding me step by step. Which is pretty so, wild. I mean, that, that's a, it's a daring thing to do, but it's also from a law of attraction perspective and the per perspective of our podcast. It's it's the only thing to do, but nevertheless, it's still daring. That's not the way most people do things. It's not. And even um, tomorrow, I have a a breakfast meeting with a colleague from my previous company. He just happens to be in Dallas, and he said, "You know, would you want to connect?" I said, "Absolutely." And he said, well, I don't know if you're a morning person. I said, for you, I'll be a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> this is the breakfast, right? Because you, you, you told us about this, I think. Yeah. But right. here's one of the things. He started asking me. I don't know if I said this, but he started asking me all these millions of questions. You know, well, what about this? And have you thought about this? Oh, really? And I, I just said, you know, in the past, I said, first of all, I can answer some of those questions now. But I don't want to highlight that perspective. Because the, here's what I've learned um, and what has brought me to the point that I knew I was ready to leave my job and pursue my new career. What I've learned is I used to always start with the details. And it seemed logical. However, when I started with the details, I would pursue my new business. And before long, I'd start to get really frustrated and either I'd quit or realize it wasn't working or whatever, it derailed me. Mm -hmm. And with the principles that I've learned in Law of Attraction, what I've learned is to stay much more generic until I'm completely on board where my beliefs completely support the generic idea. And I said, then when I'm on board with that, I will naturally be open and receptive to some of the details. And then I do the same process with those details given to me, which is I don't move forward until I've really grasped the details with a sense of believing them and understanding how they can be executed in a way I feel really um, positive that I could be successful at it. Or at least if I take that step, um, it won't hurt me and it will at least lead to the next breadcrumb, if you will. Okay. So I could kind of hear his silence in a way that it was like a loud silence. Mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> because that's not the way he conducts business. He's yeah. very detail oriented. And I understand there is a time for that. And that's what I told him. I said, there's a time for those details, but I'm not there yet. And I said, I'm no longer allowing myself to put the cart before the horse. I'm wanting to take it in a steady fashion that feels good to me. And so he's like, huh, okay. <laughs> but one of the kindest things he said to me, you know, when we'd already said, yes, we're going to meet for breakfast on Wednesday, is he said, you know, you can consider me your personal advisor nice. if you want. I, I'm open to brainstorming, advising with you, whatever you need. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't know really anything about law of attraction. Well, that's all right. And it, but I, but where we were in our conversation last week, um, he had to go on to another call. And I said, let's just put a pin in this and we'll talk about it on a Wednesday. So I'm going to give him kind of an overview of law of attraction. I think he'll be fascinated. Oh, good. Um, and then we'll see where that takes us. And who knows? It may take us into talking business strategy. It may not. It may just be setting up things for the future. Oh, sure. But there's something about knowing that's on my calendar it kind of makes me feel like a grown-up. <laughs> well, I would hope so. You are a grown-up. I know I am, but it's like, wow, this this business meeting is a real business meeting. It's not oh, just I see a what social. You mean. Oh, yeah, okay, right. Not this, just a social, hey, let's get together, you know, because you're in town. 
but I know we're going to be talking business that are, is going to help me and my business. Yeah, it's not you who grew up, but your, it's your business that's grown up. Your, your business is now an adult. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, today I had um, a breakfast social, but whenever I'm with Rhonda, it's never just social. It's, so, <laughs> it's also coaching. It's also business advancement. And um, so we spent about three and a half hours together. And oh my gosh, I feel so full after I've spent time with her, not because we've eaten a really great meal, but our time together is always so powerful and potent. Mm, that's great. Um, that it, you know, set me up in a good place. And this is something I couldn't have done in the past. Mm. I couldn't have just gone and had a time with my friend in the middle of the day. What a nice change that is, huh? It's very cool. You know, and so I knew I had to be home in time for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I have a couple hours of space. And then the next thing is I do have a client this evening. And it feels like this is exactly how I wanted to have my new career look like and act like. Well, if I remember correctly, this is pretty much what you described like three or four months ago. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so even yesterday, you know, on my first day of onboarding myself, I kind of moved in and out of things, which is my natural creative style. So I'd be at my, in my office for a while doing some things, and then I'd go downstairs in my kitchen to get something to drink. And while I was there, I'm like, oh, I think I'll wash the dishes. And I did that. Then I'm like, oh, it's trash day. I'll go bring the trash bin back in. And here's what I found felt so uniquely different to me. In the past, if I were to do something like that, I would mentally calculate how much time was I away from my computer. Really? Wow. Yes, because in real business world, you know, people are entitled to, uh, if you work an eight-hour day, two 15-minute breaks or two 10-minute breaks plus a 30-minute lunch. Mm -hmm. And so even though I never did business exactly according to that, I still felt like if I stayed within those parameters, I, I was staying within the integrity of me working from a remote location. So I always felt the need to get back to my computer because someone might have needed me in the last 15 minutes when I was away. <laughs> wow. And yesterday, that was not present. That's good. Sometimes I would feel like, oh, I have to get back to my computer. And I go, why? And I go, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nobody there waiting on me. Oh, my that. God, this is so cool. How about that? So yeah. the level of freedom that I felt yesterday was palatable. It was so different than how I've lived my life for 11 years, where I, was at, I felt like I was at my company's beck and call. I kept myself in a state of high alert, so I was always ready for whatever might come my, my way. And I recognize that is no longer necessary. Now, Wendy being Wendy, I'm still, you know, uh, how do I say this? I'm still available and wanting to be in a receptive mode. So if my inner being wants to give me guidance, hey, I'm there. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, but it's a different feeling because now. It's very it, different. Now you're not beholden to somebody else. You're beholden to yourself. And so you set the standard. Yes. And being responsible to me really is the best place I can be, mm. you know? And I mean, I, I've, I kind of have heard other people say, well, I don't know if I'd want to work from home because I don't know that I'd get anything done. <laughs> I remember hearing that back when I first went entrepreneur and hearing it from my coworkers and so forth, saying exactly that thing. And I kept thinking to myself, that can't be, that can't be. And I, I actually went out and uh, you know, quit the company and went out on my own and found not only was it not true, but my biggest problem wasn't that I couldn't get anything done. My biggest problem was stopping. <laughs> yeah. You know, and to me, that's how you know somebody's a true entrepreneur. Yeah, right. <laughs> because no one has to instill the discipline no. in an entrepreneur no. to work. Nope. As a matter of fact, it's the other way around. We have to learn the discipline. Exactly. When it's yeah. Got to slow down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... You know, if I say I don't know what's to come, there's some truth in that because I don't know the specifics of what's to come. Sure. But I feel like I know the feeling that I will experience in my future because I've been pre-paving it. 
I've been segment intending for a really long time oh, yeah. of how delightfully freeing it will feel when I'm doing what comes natural to me. Now, you, you so, when you talked about Friday and how it was kind of, I don't remember your exact description, but it, it was surreal. That's the kind of feeling that was in, mm -hmm. in your description. Was there anything particular that you did that was like, you know, not your normal routine or did you do no, your normal routine? You know, what, was there anything about it that, that struck you well, as being a particular example say, of it being surreal? I guess that's where I'm going. For the last two weeks, I had been um, handing over certain things that I did routinely to other people in the company. Mm -hmm. And so for the last two weeks, in a way, I had less and less to do each day. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I did for myself is we have a regional call once a month. And it, fortunately, the regional call fell on my very last day. Ah. And so we have this new little segment that lasts about 10 minutes where different people on the team um, share a story about themselves that maybe not anybody else knows about them. And so I asked my boss if I could take the share your story segment since it was my last day. And he said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the part that I don't know if it made it surreal or more real. <laughs> <laughs> I took that 10 minutes to let people know about how I am a person of personal transformation. That's what my life is very much about. Um, and that I'm leaving to, you know, obviously pursue coaching in a bigger way. Um, but it was fun because I got to explain who I am and why this drives me, you know, and, and why, when I found the law of attraction, it felt so right because I felt like it answered questions that I'd been asking for most of my life. And I said, I've always been a person who likes to get under the hood and understand why things work. And I said, I recognize that sometimes this, what seemed like the same behaviors caused very different results for different people. And I wanted to understand what that was about. And law of attraction is the mechanism that helped me understand that. Because what, you, what we talk about on this podcast quite often is how, what thoughts we bring to the table and how we feel about those thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between one person with the same thought but feeling very different about that thought why one person gets what they want and one person gets what they don't want. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so it was really cool to me that I got to express that to my team. And then at the very end, I shared with them the quote or poem, I'm not quite sure what it is, from Maya Angelou, which is, you know, when it's all said and done, I may not remember what you've said. I may not remember what you did but I will always remember how you made me feel. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. And I said, you, my, my, my work family have been just that to me, a family. And I have such a deep abiding love for each one of you and the family as a whole, that that is the piece I will miss the most. I probably won't miss the things that I did, you know, or the emails that I had to type, <laughs> but I will miss the connection that I have. Hmm. And then I just said, thank you. And it was done. And that to me, I don't know if that was a tribute for me to my team. I'm not quite sure. But I had mentioned to my boss previously, I said, you know, when you, when we work in this virtual environment and somebody on our team leaves, there's no fanfare. They just pack up and go. And even one of my colleagues had IM'd me that morning and she said, so are you going to go out for a farewell lunch? And I said, no. <laughs> and she wrote back in caps. She goes, are you kidding? You've been here over 11 years and nobody from your team is going to take you to lunch. And I realized she didn't really understand my circumstance. Mm -hmm. She's in Canada and she works in a different environment than I do, even though right. we work for the same company. Mm -hmm. And I said, but I don't work out of an office. Mm -hmm. She goes, yeah, but when you go into the office downtown, you know, <laughs> who do you talk to? And I said, I never, and I wrote that in caps, I never go into the office. As a matter of fact, the office was moved about four months ago, and I don't even know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> like, well, you can do something fun to celebrate. 
And I said, yes, my sister's coming over tonight and we're going to go to dinner. And that satisfies her. Oh, well, thank goodness. Well, good. <laughs> but, but that was my point. There's an, in our company, when you work in a virtual experience, there's no fanfare. There's no farewell dinner or lunch. People just fall away into the sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought this was my, my desire. I don't want to just fall out into the sunset. I want people to know I've been here and now today is my last day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and sure. I want to like make a declaration of this as I'm leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Well, and, and actually from what you describe of, of that presentation you made in the, uh, the group meeting, that sounded to me very much like you were drawing a curtain. Like this is the end of my yeah. career gardener right here. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I just felt like that was necessary for me and all of the things that have happened in the last month, two weeks, last week, last couple days, last couple hours, all of it was for me. It was helping me let go of something that's been a huge part of my life in a way that felt comfortable to let go of it. And did it? Yes. Good. So you succeeded. That's fabulous. Congratulations. Yeah. And, and I will say that me participating in that regional call was a really big piece of it. Um, and then uh, this is how I know I'm a marketer through and through. I had sent various emails the last several weeks. I was there to different people, letting them know I was leaving. Um, and it's not enough to just say, hey, it's time for me to go. Because I've seen tons of emails where people are saying, and, you know, what I will take the most is, you know, the warm friendship and the the collaborative nature of the people here. And I've learned so very much and you're also very smart and, you know, I wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. The platitude letter. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been like designing this in my head for several years. And, you know, I kind of wrote one of those one time in my head, but that's not what came out of me when it was time to tell people what was up. It was like, Hey, I, I've come to the decision I'm leaving. And I'm leaving for this purpose. And I said to pursue my passion, which is my life coaching, and to build an empire. And yes, I told everybody, I'm going to be building an empire. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I told them um, how one of the things that I plan to do is to um, create an email series where it's a training to learn about deliberate creation using the law of attraction. And I said, if personal development is your thing, one of the ways we can stay in touch is I can put you, uh, um, I could, you know, get you into my email series. If, and if that's interesting to you, just shoot me back your personal email address. You know, and if not, you know, blah, 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 I wish all the best to you. And here's my personal contact information. And which I was blessed with 34 people gave me their email and said, yes, please put me on your, your list so I can receive this information. Very nice. Very, very nice. And I was like, wow. I thought maybe one or two, but 34. I mean, even people that I, not that I barely knew them, but like one guy in particular, I didn't really even like him. He drove me crazy most of the time and he <laughs> answered my questions when I asked. He was the very last email response. He said, hey, sorry for the delay. I've been on vacation, but yes, I would love to receive this from you. And I'm like, Really? You know, and it, it, it would have said to me is sometimes you'd never really know who somebody is until you ask. It's a good point, really. So, because, so I mean, we, we I, make assumptions about people all the time. And yet, how often do we actually ask somebody something that point blank draws from them exactly what their priorities are, what their interests are, who they are, what, you know, what makes them tick? We don't do that very often. Yeah. It, it, it's not even socially acceptable, I guess, in some ways. Well, and I mean, especially when it comes to personal development, um, I I know hmm, two people, <laughs> two people that I've known for a long time that pursue personal development, one a lot and one nominally. So with them, I've been able to discuss what I do and, you know, what, what makes me tick. But like, they're the only two. In 11 years of being there, they're the only two that our conversation has led down that road. Mm. So that's why doing this presentation during our meeting, our our regional meeting was such a big deal to me because a lot of people probably don't know this much about me and it just felt wrong to like disappear into the sunset if 
perhaps there's something about me that could actually help make a difference in their life, even if it is after I leave that company and they reach out to me. But, you know, I'm all about encouraging and inspiring and educating. And if I can do that, it doesn't matter if it was while I was at the company or after. I want them to know that this is what my life stands for. And I kind of wanted to give an invitation saying, hey, if this is something that resonates with you, jump on board. Give me a call. Hang out with me. And by all signs so, and indications, it, that's what happened. Yeah. And I was quite, quite thrilled with all that. Yeah. So to kind of answer that question about, you know, how did the surrealness go and did I really get the completion I needed and wanted? I did. Um, I can say like here it. on date. Day two of not being there. Day two. <laughs> I don't miss anything about it. Mm. Nothing. And I, I think, yeah, as I think about it, I did not have any dreams about the company last night. I did Sunday night going into Monday. Is that unusual? And I, no, I, I used to think about, uh, I used to have dreams about my job all the time, ah. sending email, calendaring, um, Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, that was a common thing for me because part of my personality and me being on high alert all the time and be at, being attentive to my team um, even caused me to have that during my dream cycle because I was working out things during my dreams or I'd wake up in the morning and I go, so glad I had this dream because it reminded me of something that I forgot to do yesterday. So yeah, now you I used to have that. I was just going to say, now your subconscious mind is at a loss. Like, okay, well, what dreams do I send her now? <laughs> My material is gone. <laughs> I have a feeling it won't be at a loss. I have a feeling it's like, thank God we finally have the space <laughs> to include these things. <laughs> no um, more reruns. <laughs> really? Because like Sunday night going into Monday, I was still running some work-related things. But... I was kind of getting a sense of this is bringing it to a to closure. Oh, good. And then when I woke up in the morning, because I always dissect my dreams and, and pay attention to how do I feel, uh, the feeling I had was I've closed that chapter. And I was like, yes. And so now as I think about it, I didn't have any job dreams last night. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And for me, the first thing I do when I open my eyes is I remind myself what day of the week it is so that I know, is this a day I have to pay attention to the clock or is it a day I don't? And it was just sheer joy to know that today was a day I didn't have to pay attention um, to the clock for work's sake. As a matter of fact, one of the things I think I've probably said on this podcast is I looked forward to no longer waking up to an alarm clock. Mm. Waking up when my body chose to be awake, yep. which would also allow me on the flip side to stay up if my body felt like, hey, I could get things done because my brain's still active and, you know, I'm eager to do something. I can kind of go wherever I go. Well, today I had to set the alarm so that I wouldn't miss my, my breakfast meeting with my friend Ron. Right, right. But what was funny is when the alarm went off, instead of that, uh, I was like, oh, but I set the alarm by choice because I'm going to do something Fun today. Yes. That makes a big difference. And too. yeah, and even thinking about tomorrow, I have to get up really early because I have to deal with rush hour traffic to meet him like about 30 miles away. Mm -hmm, right. And um, I thought, oh, that here's a difference. I'm choosing to do this. And I'm like, that's okay. I can get up early. Whereas I remember when my boss used to say, I want you to come into the office to do blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, my God, does he realize I have to get up early to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds but, you know, me of a situation with my wife because this is about – this would be like the mid-2000s. So 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, she, at that point in time, really, really got into yard sailing. And during that same period of time, she was – definitely in a mode where she and she had been in this mode for quite some time of not wanting to be up early um she had wait now when you said yard sailing is that like garage sales garage sales yeah yard sales yeah, okay, yeah yard sale it. is uh, that's the uh, new england term for a garage sale but it's basically the same thing got it or a tag sale that's another term that's used for it but um okay. be before she had done that i mean she had quit her uh career as a psychotherapist 
you know, four or five years prior to that. And now she was a, kind of a part-time entrepreneur, part-time just doing whatever she wanted to do. And that meant starting her day at like nine o'clock or something like that, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, sleeping to whatever time she wanted to and then getting up. Except when it was tag sale day, which was Saturday. Saturday, <laughs> boom, six o'clock, out the door. I don't mean up. I mean out the door. <laughs> That's how you know it's a true passion for That's somebody. That's right. Exactly. There wasn't a faintest doubt. But but the following Monday, forget it. She was sleeping in. <laughs> so even while we're speaking, I'm thinking, I have a limited amount of time with my friend Mark tomorrow because as soon as we're done, he has to drive to the airport to go back home to Pennsylvania. And I'm like, maybe I should get up an extra 30 minutes early. I'd rather be on the road way early and get there early then be stuck in some kind of yicky traffic and mm-hmm. then be late. So here I am thinking, how can I get up even earlier? <laughs> and that feels joyful to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, though. That's a very good thing. Yeah, wow. So I'm thinking what this is feeling like to me is what I'm sharing is the difference between doing things that feel obligatory versus doing things that come from a natural space of spontaneousness and creative creativity. Mm. It's a big because difference there for sure. I, yeah. That's where I sense where I am now is I can just, I can allow myself to have creative expression. Um, whereas when I was in a job, I might get an idea for creative expression, but I didn't really have the mental space to allow it to flourish because uh, now I will say that not everybody working at a job is going to experience what I did, but what I'm recognizing is my personality um, caused me to feel levels of obligation that the job didn't require the the, the intensity of obligation that I brought to the job. The being on high alert is not something that this job required of me. That's just who I am when it comes to, I like to perform at my very best and I like people to be very pleased with what I provide. And I know I like it when people are very responsive to me and they respond quickly. And I did my best to do that for the people I worked with. Was that necessary? Probably not. Um, I had one coworker one time laugh at me because I had put an out of office message saying I was going to be out running an errand or I didn't say an errand, but I would be out of the office for several hours and that my response may be delayed. And he just laughed. He said, Wendy, you only planned on being gone for two hours. And he goes, people who, who like send me an email, they're lucky if they get a response within two days. (laughs) And he goes, I can't believe you even bothered to do that. No, he wasn't at all reprimanding me. He was just, making like it was laughable to him he's like wow that was kind of cute of you you know (laughs) totally not necessary but okay whatever and I thought about it went I I couldn't imagine not doing that because if someone reaches out to me I want them to know if I can't get back to them for two hours it's only because I'm not here (laughs) you know but that was not required by my job that was me my personality and what I bring to the table Um, which is why now it's going to feel so different because I can let that level of hyper alertness, I can let that down. I can let it go. I, I, can I will be interested though, because I suspect that a time is going to come when you're going to report to us that um, while it's still true that you don't feel the pressure that you'd put on yourself when you were at Gartner to be on high alert you still find yourself there at times. I, I think that's going to happen probably because I think that's where part of your pride in your work came in. And I, I just, I imagine that in some way that's going to present itself. I, I mean, the way I'm weighing it up may not be the way it actually happens, but in some way I think that's going to, to stay on with you. Well, I can see how pieces and parts of that, it, because it's me. Um, right. Like, Like, for example, one of the people on LinkedIn that connected with me um, I think misunderstood my little message. And she said, um, yes, I think it'd be a great idea to connect. Please send me some of the times you're available and, you know, I'll, I'll check my schedule. Ah, serious connection. 
And I thought, oh, maybe when she read what I wrote, she thought I was asking for a connection right now. Mm. And I looked at her profile and I honestly did not feel a resonance with her. Mm -hmm. And I thought, but she's been very gracious in making herself available to me. I certainly want to respond. And so I just sat with that, you know, and I moved on to some other things, but I kind of threw it out to my, my inner being, like, how do I respond to her in a way that's kind and respectful, but declining her offer? And it was maybe a couple, three, four hours later, I felt go back to that. And I said something like, you know, thank you for the connection. And it was very kind of you to offer to have a call with me. But honestly, my intention was to set up an initial connection, which we've now done through LinkedIn, so that at a later time, when perhaps there's something we really could provide for one another, we would have already had some level of connection. Yeah, that's good. And I, you know, and then I signed it and I went, see, that that felt so comfortable to me. Mm. It, 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 it was kind. It was respectful. I didn't throw it back in her face like, that's not what I wanted from you. you know? <laughs> yeah. And so in a way, it's like that was still me being who I was at my job. Mm -hmm. Because sure. there were many times people would send me emails and my first inclination was, what do I do with this? <laughs> but I love knowing that even with something at my job, I'd like let it sit for a little while. I'd marinate on it until I'd receive some kind of internal response of like, oh, here's a kind way to respond, you know. And I want that, I always want that to be there. One, I love making the connection with my inner being to find a new way to look at this that I hadn't considered at first glance. And two, I always want to come across with kindness because that's kind of my brand. Very good. That's excellent. Yeah. Now, so, the only other question I have is, and this goes back to the beginning of the conversation, I know that when you're on your own, you're not... Uh, beholden to somebody else for a paycheck and so forth that you get to uh, set your own schedule. I mean, cause I have that, I experienced that myself, but mm -hmm. what possessed you to reach out to 800 fellow coaches? That's what I want to know. That's a lot of work. <laughs> um, because it didn't feel like a project. I guess not. I was, it was, I was just sitting in front of my TV. I probably started it. I don't know nine, 10 o'clock at night. I just had a curiosity. Like, I wonder how many law of attraction coaches I'm connected to. Mm. And I like just had the inclination to send out one. <laughs> and that felt kind of really exploded. good. Like I, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I felt the connection to this woman uh -huh. by doing so. And then I went and looked for another one because it was a feel good. Ah, okay. And, and then I kept doing it. And then I checked in with my inner being like, should I continue with this? And I got, yeah, as long as it feels good, go for it. I'm like, okay. And yeah, after a while, I'm like, holy cow. Because like at the bottom of LinkedIn, it'll tell you you're on page one of, and mm -hmm. you only see through, uh, I think, 50. Mm -hmm. And there's 10 per page. Mm -hmm. So when I got to 50, I thought it would end. Well, no, now it started up 51, 52. <laughs> it went to 99. Wow. Um, and, you know, when I got to, like, the higher numbers, I was maybe in the 80s. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little sleepy. But now it was a game. Like, no, I want to finish this. I want to do it. <laughs> Even if I didn't know what it was for. Hey, I'm going to up my number of LinkedIn connections. That yeah. can't be a bad thing, right? And they're all uh, directly so, related to what you do. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah. And I went, who knows where those things will come from? So, you know, you asked the question, what possessed me to do that? I didn't start out with that being the big project that it ended up taking on f the shape and form that it did. It was just one little, I, I was going to make one connection and then, well, two, okay, three. And then I'm four. Let, let's finish this page. <laughs> and before I know it, I just kept going and going. Now that is not hard work because I could glance really quick. I could cut and paste in my response, you know, click, click, click. Mm -hmm. And I was still watching TV while I was doing it. <laughs> so that's one of those things like where, where can I do kind of brainless stuff while I'm watching TV and just really resting and chilling out. And yet it ends up being something that can be highly productive for me. I love those to me are the ultimate win-wins. 
Well, you know? I, I, I guess I also have to say thank you because you and I are connected on LinkedIn, which means all those people you connected to are now second level connections to me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking, like, you know, as I was going through the list, like Tom Wells came up and mm-hmm. some other people that I know. And right. um, I thought, yeah, I'm helping you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding to your connections. You know, you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's great. <laughs> it's probably going to be very useful at some point, particularly, if, you know, as my dream comes true. Because, you know, my dream with the podcast is that it expands to the point where you know people can be running their own show essentially and so we're just filling up the schedule with coaches and in order to do that you got to have access to coaches well you just gave me access to a whole bunch yep. of them this is like cool I did. <laughs> and i did get the hit on my way home you know from lunch today i got the hit to do another search and this time to search on the keyword podcast oh no kidding so i want to connect with people who have podcasts oh okay very good you know because like one of the people that I connected with yesterday, even though he's a law of attraction coach, he said he read my profile, noticed that I had a podcast, ah. and he said, and he wrote, I love, in caps, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Oh, nice. And so I responded back, letting him know that it was a show that you and I did a, you know, a discussion you know, each time. I said, we generally don't have guests. And then I said, but who knows what else is possible? And he wrote back, thumbs up, you know, that was cool for him. But I did find something in an email I got the other day about like one of the things that, you know, uh, solopreneurs can do to market their business is to be guest hosts on other people's podcasts. Oh, yeah, sure. And there's actually a URL. I don't remember what it is right now, but there's actually a URL that you can sign up on that kind of like puts you in this network where people who have podcasts and they're always looking for guests, you show up on their list as a possible guest. Oh, nice. And I'm like, well, that's pretty darn cool. And the URL was created by a couple that had a podcast, and I think they still do, and they were always looking for guests and had a hard time after a while finding guests as they created this you know, online space. I'm like, huh, well, that's pretty nifty too. So... Anyway, it you also, know, it also I, keeps I love... an idea in my mind too because um, I mean, one thing we love is when we get listener call-ins. You know, what, we may not be in a space yet where we want to do, to do uh, guest hosts, but why not encourage somebody to, to do a call-in sometime? You know, talk for five minutes on, on something yep. related to the law of attraction. Like that could be cool. And I mean, this guy said he his law of attraction is my favorite topic. I could talk about it forever. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. yeah. So. Well, What's cool about LinkedIn for me is that when I look at people's profiles, it it always jogs new thoughts and ideas for me, mm. you know, and where business can go for me. And, you know, how do I expand in a way that could be a win-win for many people? Because I'm really, I am very clear that I'm about global impact and global inf- influence to create global transformation. That's very cool. And I, I so, really like that a lot. I mean, that, that resonates with me because I have similar hopes for the podcast. So I like that. Really good. And so I think there's a lot of us who have that desire, and we all have a different medium through which we do that. Mm. You know, And so I just sense this desire to connect to more people on LinkedIn, even if I don't know what to do with it right now. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. lay the groundwork. Sure. Um, because I'll tell you. I mean, this is, I know you're not as LinkedIn oriented as I have been, but one of the things I've recognized is if somebody made a connection with me, let's say a year ago, and now they have some new product or feature and they, you know, or let's say sharing it with those that are their connections, I can see through the messaging system, oh, they reached out to me a year ago. Oh, mm. we've been we've been first-level connections for a long time now. Right, sure. I am right. actually more inclined to take a look at what they've sent me, where if the first time I hear from somebody and they say, hey, let's make a connection, and by the way, I'm selling such and such, and maybe you are interested in this program, I'm really turned off by that. Well, it's based, <laughs> that's the basis of how the, – the first version is the basis of how LinkedIn and most social media – are built. They're, they're, they're built with the idea that when you establish a connection with somebody of any kind, 
if that connection grows over time, it's going to have more of an impact on each of the people involved in that connected relationship. And, and you're basically saying, yes, yes, that's me. That's me. So you're, you're right in tune yeah. with it. Yeah. And so even though I've always been the kind of person who's felt like, well, don't reach out to somebody unless you have a specific purpose. Um, or you have to, or, or I would read someone's profile and say, Hey, I noticed we have blah, blah, blah in common, you know, and I would feel the need to do something tangible now, but I realize social media is not necessarily wired for that. And so I'm like, Oh, this could be really cool. If I connect with a bunch of people that I know I have common interests with at a later point in time, if I'm wanting to offer something, these would be my tribe in sure. a sense. Oh yeah. So very, very good. Excellent stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. I want so what to do we want to talk about next? <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to take a moment um, to give out a couple of uh, announcements that we've been doing fairly okay. regularly, but I want to make sure we get them in. First one is for our existing listeners, and we're beginning to see this, by the way. People are doing this. I, I, there are still plenty who haven't done it yet, so that's why I'm going to keep saying it over and over. But uh, for our existing listeners, please take a moment and go to your favorite uh, social media uh, site. Maybe it's LinkedIn. Maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's Twitter. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's something else. But post something about LOAToday.net and include the phrase LOAToday.net. Because when you do that, uh, it isn't just reaching out to your own friends, although certainly that, that happens. You know, they, They'll see your post more likely than anybody else. But it also has what I would call algorithmic effect. Uh, uh, some people might call it an SEO effect, but I, I don't really like that. <laughs> but it does have an effect because when, when you put out there that you saw this or that you listened to it or you know that you liked our podcast or something like that it gets taken into account by a wide range of major um online media sites and by online media sites i'm talking about you know google facebook uh twitter all all, all the major players in how people find things or interact with each other that sort of thing it, it's they call it a signal and, and those signals actually play a major role in people finding stuff about you. In it, it's kind of like, uh, it, it's in ways that never really, you never really track down. You can never really figure out where they came from half the time. And it's kind of analogous to when you have a, a local small business and after you've been advertising for, you, for a few years and presumably you have a, you know, a good reputation and so forth, your reputation precedes you. And now all of a sudden you start getting referral calls from people who say, Hey, I, I, you know, I've been meaning to call you for a few years now. And you ask them, where'd you hear about us? And you say, they say, well, I don't really remember, but I know you're the best. <laughs> mm. You get that same kind of effect online when you post something on a social media channel that says something like, you know, I, I like LOAToday.net. So please do that because, and we are already seeing the result. I mentioned that earlier. I, I haven't taken exact numbers, but just over the last two weeks that we've been doing it, I would guess it's about a 30% increase in plays. I mean, that, that's a significant jump. So it's wow. already happening, and it's happening with a relatively small percentage of listeners actively doing it. So I'm just, I just keep thinking, what if everybody did it? Like, holy cow. We, I, we, do, I do really like the idea of doing something that feels as though it really takes very little effort from the individual doing it, mm -hmm. but the reach can be so fabulous because, you know, I love the concept of the ripple effect anyway, Yeah. but let's say, let's say, um, somebody's listening to our, our podcast right now or listen to the replay mm -hmm. and they take the challenge and like, you know what? I could put this out on Facebook, right? They may not know the names or the faces of the individual's life that they were able to influence. They probably won't to actually to the podcast. Yeah. But here's the ripple effect that they can own that if they're willing to do this, there's probably somebody whose life they were able to positively impact yeah. because of taking such a small little step How cool by is just that? sharing LOAToday.net on their yeah. social media. Yeah. And that's where I we are all connected. But knowing that you can take an active role by some doing something so small you don't realize that what you think might be small is really, really big. Mm, it is. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing it already. I, I don't know exact numbers because it's not always easy to track down who's saying what, where, but I do know it's far less than 5%. And I think it's less than 2% of our regular listeners have posted anything so far and look at the result we're getting. So, wow. Yeah. Th this is, this is like, and we all know how, how good the, the program is. I mean, that's why our listeners are listening. That's why we're doing it. We, we, we enjoy it. We get a lot out of it. 
The only problem is there just aren't that many people who know about us. Well, this is how people find out. So this is like a, it's not only a cool experiment, it's a really great way to like, what was the phrase you used before? Do global transformation. This is a way to do global transformation. Global impact, global influence and global transformation. There you go. Yeah, that's it right there. So that's the first message. And the second message kind of goes along with it. Because if you're new to the podcast and you're liking it, guess what? You can, you can subscribe if you want to. You can get it sent to your, your smartphone or your tablet every single time that we do a, a, a podcast. And it's very simple. Go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. You'll see the link to click right there. And if you already have your uh, podcast software installed, if you have an iPhone, you already have that. So just go through your podcast software and it'll connect you right up. Click the subscribe button and boom, all the episodes come right to you. Um, if you have an Android, you'll need to get some software installed, and there's instructions about how to do that. But uh, do it. It's really worthwhile because you'll get the same kind of benefit that those unknown people are also going to get as well. <laughs> and, and that's how we grow the thing, right? That's how more and more people find out about how to get their daily dose of happy. And, you know, speaking of daily dose of happy, I have one little teeny story that I think can cap off the show today. Oh, okay. And it really is a just a great example of how law of attraction is responding to sometimes the littlest thoughts that we might be thinking. Mm. So the other day I was driving home from an errand and I was on this one lane road where it's one lane going each way. And I noticed that the car in front of me, their rear tire kind of bubbled out and I could tell that it was going down the road kind of wobbly. Ooh, dangerous. And we were doing about 40 miles an hour and I was started backing away because I was looking at, okay, if that tire blows, what escape route do I have? Yeah, right? right. Yeah. So as I was backing away, I felt my inner being saying that that was not going to happen. So the fear was gone, and I just kept driving. And I thought, gosh, I wonder if this person or persons know about this. Mm. They may, they may not. But I was just kind of asking, hey, the fact I'm asking my inner being, the fact that I have awareness of this, I would love for somebody to tell me that kind of thing if they saw that on my car. Sure. Yeah. I consider that an act of kindness. And what I told you, my brand is all about kindness. So I'm like, how can I get this person's attention? Well, on this little one laid road, there really wasn't a way for me to do it. And so I, I felt I was stressing over it in, in a very small way. And I just heard my inner being say, just let it go. And I went, okay, I'll let it go. And in my mind, it's like, I'll either have the opportunity to tell this person or someone else can. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that this person was aware. Sure. So as I keep driving, all of a sudden it comes to this point in the road where it becomes two lanes and there's a, there's a traffic light in front of us. And lo and behold, with the number of cars that there were, this car and me were literally sitting next to each other. <laughs> and I went, here's my opportunity. Yeah. So I tapped my yeah. horn. It was an older woman. She looked in my direction and I did the signal for roll down your window. Right. She did, and I just said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I noticed that your rear tire looks like it has some kind of a bubble in it. She goes, ooh, I didn't know that. And I said, so you might want to, you know, take a look at that. She goes, thank you so much. Yeah. And I said, you're welcome. The light turns green. We both roll, and she takes a left turn, and I take a right turn. For probably the next 15 minutes, I have this feel-good smile inside of nice. me. Because, one, I got to do a kind gesture for another person. But the thing that really impacted me the most was how I had the desire. I didn't see how it could be fulfilled to tell this person there was a problem with their tire. And yet I let it go knowing that whether I could tell the person or the person would find out before it became a problem, I felt absolute certain that that was going to be handled. And so when I let go, I had no more resistance. That's great. And probably within two minutes, we land in a place that I could not have orchestrated if I tried mm, where right. we would land next to each other in traffic. Well, that, that's a great and way was, to, that's a great way to end the show. Cause we are completely out of time, but uh, I look forward yeah. to carrying on this conversation on Thursday and, and Wendy continue to enjoy your new found career as a solo entrepreneur life coach. This is, I mean, this is exciting. This is, just so exci- this is exciting stuff. And then we hope that you'll join us next time as well here on LOA today. Goodbye everybody. Bye-bye for now.